Our phone number to call with your appliance repair question is 800-859-0957. That's 800-859-0WJR. So here's what I picture, Joe. It's a big red button, you know, the size of a big avocado with big white letters on it that say SEND, S-E-N-D, all in caps. And I see you hitting that button last night and sending out your email newsletter, the October edition. So even that's not exactly how it happened. Did the newsletter go out yesterday as we hoped? I do believe it did go out. I got notification last night and the newsletter, well, to get the newsletter, Donald will explain. But what's in the newsletter of consequence? Well, I'll just give you one little sample. Everybody's got a magnet they put on the refrigerator or on metal someplace. Stainless steel appliances, if you take the magnet, should not stick to the product. Your stove, your dishwasher, your refrigerator, whatever you've got that was sold to you as stainless steel. If you take a magnet, it should not stick to the product. Now, there's a test for everybody to use today. And if your neighbor doesn't know about it, send them a little email and say, hey, check to see if your product is stainless steel or not. And that's what's in the newsletter of interest to consumers, which may become a national story around the corner. Because if you purchase something, and the salesperson said, yep, this is stainless steel. And it's not. That is illegal. That is illegal. Products cannot be sold stating a fact that's not true of the product. Keep that in mind. According to the Michigan Consumers Protection Act, which sometimes I think I wrote way back in 1974. I'm Joe Gannon. And Donald the Hammer Schuster will tell you how to get the newsletter. So that kind of tip regarding the stainless steel on your appliances is just an example of kind of appliance repair and money saving and consumer alert tips you'll get. The newsletter comes out once a month at the first of the month, and you can receive it for an entire year, an entire year, 12 issues for a minimum $10 donation. And that donation goes directly to Spectrum human services that's a family services agency working to strengthen michigan children and families with foster care and adoption programs and assisted living substance abuse and a whole lot more if you want to donate more than ten dollars please do but ten dollars does it and we're happy to receive it and we don't even receive it it goes directly to spectrum so to get in on joe gannon's monthly email list go online to spectrumhuman.org S-P-E-C-T-R-U-M, SpectrumHuman.org. A question from Larry and Kathy, Joe. They say, hello, Joe. Uh, I'm going to assume Larry wrote this. He says, I hope you can help me. Last Sunday, my oven worked fine. On Monday, the inside light flickered, but I didn't think anything of it since it was not baking at the time. On Tuesday, the oven is dead. It has no power to it. It has no clock, no light, nothing. We have turned off the circuit breaker and then turned it on after five minutes. Still nothing. 
any ideas of what we should do or any ideas that might be helpful? Well, my first idea is because there's nothing, no electricity signs showing on the range. There's not a light on or anything like that. My suggestion is to shut off the circuit breaker. Make sure you do that. So there's a 220 line coming to this stove. It's electric. Make sure you shut off the proper circuit breaker to the stove. Pull it out. Unplug the cord. Even though you've shut off the circuit breaker, I would like you to unplug the cord that attaches to the 220 box behind the stove and follow that cord where it leads into the back of the stove, there's going to be a, like a little trap door with one screw you'll take off. And that's where the cord plugs into the terminals. There's terminals, three, four terminals where the, the wires connect to the terminals. And the real reason for you unplugging the stove is should you make a mistake and you do have power there, you're going to electrocute yourself. And 220 volts will kill you, especially if you're sitting there with the wrong shoes on your slippers, you're barefoot, and there happens to be a little moisture around anywhere. So you unplug the cord, you follow the cord, and leads to the back of the stove, and then look for a wire that's broken or loose on the terminal block of the stove itself. And then it's a problem you can usually fix yourself. We've got just over four minutes to seven o'clock, four minutes to the top of the hour in news on WJR. Here's a question from Wayne in Ontario, Joe. He says, we have a Bravos Maytag washing machine with the annoying agitator. My question to you is, you know, you're supposed to keep all the clothes away from the agitator. He finds that quite annoying. Wonders, will the washing machine still work properly if you pile the clothes over the agitator? The way to load a clothes washer, open the lid, take the clothes, just put them in there loosely. Don't pack them. Put them in there loosely until you reach the top holes on the inside of the drum. And you'll see those holes. Lift the lid. You'll see the holes. When your clothes pile up to that area, You've got a load of clothes that should be the proper weight for the washing machine. Now, that's a guide for people to use. When loading a washing machine, you start packing them in there. you got more than the 14 or 16, 12 pounds, whatever it is it's rated at. And you're going to cause some problems with the machine down the road. The hardest thing on a washing machine is overloading the washer. I know our daughter Holly came home from Michigan State University years ago. She came home on the weekends. She'd come home and load the washing machine. I was sitting in the living room. I heard the washer downstairs operating. I said, whoa, that doesn't sound right. So I went downstairs. I took the clothes, put them in through the spin cycle. And then I called Holly was upstairs doing homework. I said, Holly, take a look at this, okay? See this washing machine? Wait. I said, wait. Oh, I got a bathroom scale here. 
So I took the clothes, put them in a basket. She had 41 pounds of clothes in the washing machine, which was going to take life away from that washing machine as fast as time would permit. So she learned a lesson. Today, she's a married woman with two children, does wash every week, a couple times a week with the kids. She knows how to load a washing machine. Lesson learned. Yes, Donald. We had, that, we had that same situation at our house where our son put too many heavy cotton jeans, you know, big Levi yeah. jeans in the machine, and actually broke the machine as a result. Uh, at the time, he had to pay for the repair, which was $75, but that kind of responsibility has turned him to, into a responsible adult as well. Joe, we got a question from John P. He wants to know, what should the temperature be inside the refrigerator? Oh, good question. Good question. Because I've got a 48, 1948 Philco downstairs, 1961 hot point in the garage. The temperatures in that those two refrigerators is 33, 34 degrees. As cold to freezing, as close to freezing as possible. Well, let me tell you something. Newer refrigerators, if you get from 36 degrees to 44 degrees, that's normal. I don't like it. That's the way it is here in 2021. And that's the way they make things. They don't make things like they used to. That's a fact. Donald, I'll let you take these last few minutes as the co-host of this radio program to bid adieu to our listeners for till tomorrow morning. 6 to 8 a.m. Thank you so much. Well, let me use the time, if I may, to remind anyone listening that there's a couple of ways to stay connected with the Home and Appliance Show when we're not on the radio. One is that you can visit our webpage at wjr.com slash appliance. When you're there, you can listen to past episodes of the show and also see a list of our preferred partners. That's at wjr.com slash appliance. The other way is to email Joe at his own personal email address. It's the first four letters of appliance followed by the first four letters of doctor at gmail.com. So that's A-P-P-L-D-O-C-T at gmail.com. This morning, we'll be here from 6 to 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, but going to 7 o'clock this morning, and we're going to stay strong to the finish because we ate our spinach. He's Joe, the appliance man. But we got good programming coming up after 7 o'clock this morning on WJR. And to tell us about that, Danielle Mason. 7 to 8, we have The Car Show. 8 to 9, we have Caring for Kids. 9 to 10, we have Opportunity Detroit. Then 10 to noon, we have the Inside Outside Guys live from Victor's Roofing. And then right after that, noon to 1, we have a special uh, Paul W. Smith live from Victor's Roofing special coming up. Uh, and that's what's happening on WJR this morning. Thank you, Danielle. Phone number to call with your appliance repair question, 800 859 zero nine five seven you know what that translates to eight hundred eight five nine zero wjr pretty clever huh that's the kind of people we are let's go to southgate got a dishwasher discussion to follow up on this is rob good morning rob thanks for calling and how may we help you uh this is a couple of fall calls here called a while back about water not coming in so the whirlpool it's only a couple of years old changed the water in that valve 
that didn't seem to work. I called you back last week. Um, you asked me if the water is filling up. You, I said no. Um, I checked the float switch. You asked if the wire was loose. It, it was not. It looked like the um, that little thing goes up and down the plunger. Taking that off, maybe it was loose, but I put that back on. The float in the bottom, it seems like it does click a little bit there. Um, but water still not coming in. I tricked the system. I put a gallon of water in there. It seems like the first thing you do when you push the button and anything, it drains right away. Just the first thing, anything just drains right away, drains the right. water out of the system. And then it seems like it starts to cycle a little bit. It stops. There's no water in there. It just goes like a, like a buzzing noise, a little pitch buzzing noise. So the problem with the dishwasher is still the same. You're not getting water into the machine. Am I correct? Does that sum yeah. it all up? Yes. Yeah, but it's not even if, even if, if I tricked it with putting water in manually, it, it doesn't cycle at all. all right. How old is that dishwasher? A couple years? A couple years old, yeah. Now, the touchpad... The board that operates the dishwasher, is it a touchpad? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's not buttons, right? It's a touchpad. Uh, yeah, in the front, it's a touchpad. Each one goes from different, yeah. All right. We're going to try one last thing before we blame the control, the touchpad control, the board, electronic mm -hmm. board that controls everything. We're going to warm up some white vinegar. You're going to take a perfectly clean cloth and you're going to dampen the cloth in the warm vinegar. You're going to wipe off the touchpad control board and then you're going to dry it with a piece of Kleenex tissue paper, not paper towel, tissue paper. Make sure everything you're using here is perfectly clean. Mm -hmm. And you're going to give that a try. If not, if it still continues to do the same thing, we're going to blame the touchpad control board. Where you're probably going to need a service technician to fix that. That the, the control panel is basically the, the pads in the front of the machine here. Right. Is that an expensive job or? It's an expensive part in some cases, in many cases, in most cases. Uh, it's a part that can cost maybe $150 up to $700. So uh, you've got to be sure it's defective. And if you call for service and uh, you've got people down there, you've got Busan's Appliance in Lincoln Park that's around you and they're good. They're experts. They've been around for over 100 years. You've got to be sure that the board is bad. That's why I'm suggesting now that you try this cleaning the board. And it, this cleaning the board has worked for many, many people, by the way. Hmm. And, uh, but it's, it's, well, it's hard to explain. But an electronic genius years ago explained it to me. And he said, the human body contains electricity. 
you touch that board with the end of your fingers and you introduce electricity into the board. The board reacts, mm -hmm. it works, but that electricity mixed with the electricity that's in the machine confuses the board. So you clean off, you put electricity into the board, you're going to clean that off with the warm vinegar treatment. Try it. Okay, with a it, towel, warm vinegar with a towel. Well, uh, with and a dishcloth, you know, a perfectly clean dishcloth. Okay. You give that and a try. I'd like to hear back from you too, Rob. Let it dry with a, with a Kleenex. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll give it a try. Thank you. Okay. You're very welcome, sir. Thanks for calling. Take care, Mike. Bye-bye. You know, you, Joe, you talk about uh, electric being in the body. Do you Honestly, when I was working at Channel 4 back in the 80s, I was looking in a woman's eyes. Her name is Terry Wilde. She'll, com she'll confirm this. I looked in her eyes, Joe, and I'm telling you, she felt the earth move. Now, there literally was an earthquake that just happened to go on at the time. I happened to be looking in her eyes and talking. But just saying. All right, we've got a question here from Violet. She has a Whirlpool stove. It's an older one, she says, but it works okay. And she did replace the bake element just recently. But lately, once, one evening, she says, while I was unplugging my phone from an outlet, not connected to the stove, but just above the stove to the right, I was resting my left arm on the top back of the stove. And I felt a definite, strong vibration coming from the stove control panel. The stove was off. We have used it since without problem, but just wondering if it may have a short in a wire or something and what should I do? I doubt very much she had a short because when you do have a short in an electrical circuit, something happens. Something stops working. So there is electricity in these products even though they're not being used, you have electricity flowing through major home appliances. Now, the amount may be very small, but you can get a reaction from some components in the product. I would ask her not to worry about it, just to continue using it the way it is, even though she felt that little jolt of current flowing through the product. This is how we do it. It's uh, moving up to 645. Let's call it 643. And the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is presented by DeRocher's Appliance. DeRocher's Appliance, located in Monroe, Michigan and Sylvania, Ohio, been around since 1951. That's over to 70 years of operation. They've got all sorts of different major home appliances, a beautiful store in downtown Monroe, a new one in Sylvania. They also are a Lazy Boy furniture outlet, cover all of the products made by Lazy Boy. They've got mattresses, all sorts of different beautiful named mattresses, and they've got a great selection of barbecues. That's the Roacher's Appliance, family-owned and operated for over 70 years. Their phone number, 734-241-7626. That's 734-241-7626.
We are the Home and Appliance Show. We're going to be here tomorrow from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m., but we're going to be here right here today until 7 o'clock. So we got another 15 minutes to go and invite you to call us with your appliance repair or your appliance purchase question at 800-859-0WJR. That's 800 800- Eight five nine zero nine five seven. I am your humble show co-host. I am Donald the Hammer Schuster. We're just moments away from the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show with consumer advocate and appliance doctor Joe Gannon on the radio station that is Detroit First, Detroit Always. News Talk 760 WJR. And a good Saturday morning to you, ladies and gentlemen, and we welcome you to the Home and Appliance Radio Program right here on News Talk 760 WJR. We want to talk to you about your major home appliances, washer, dryer, refrigerator, stove, dishwasher, microwave oven, garbage disposer, room air conditioner, dehumidifier, even the humidifier on the side of your furnace. So if you've got a question, a comment, a complaint, we want to hear it all. We have open lines for you to join us and, well, give us your question and we'll try to give you the proper answer for your particular problem. And that's what the radio program is all about and has been for the last 40 years. Answering questions, saving people money on service, Knowing what to buy, what not to buy, it's all about major home appliances. And we invite you to join us this morning for one hour until the hour of 7 o'clock. And then we'll be back again tomorrow morning from 6 until 8 o'clock. And the man to explain all of this to you is the voice of Donald the Hammer Schuster. Thank you, Dr. Joe Gannon. I got a song in my heart this morning, but you know what song I've got in my head and in my heart? The song I should have been singing two years ago this weekend when we started the show. I should have said, you're walking along the street or you're at a party or else you're alone and then you suddenly dig. You're looking in someone's eyes. You suddenly realize that this could be the start of something big because we're at our two-year mark in this generation of your show on WJR, right, Joe? Yes, sir. It's been a pleasant, wonderful two years, and we hope to continue on until we die. Well, we are keeping on, keeping on, and giving out the phone number right now to invite anyone listening to give us a call right now. Help us get the new day started, the new show started, the new hours started by giving us a call with your appliance repair or your appliance purchase question the phone number to call right now 800-859-0 wjr that's 800-859-0957 one more time 800-859-0957 joe we got a question from a gentleman named Eric, and he says, I have a five-year-old Kenmore upright freezer, and while I haven't stayed up all night to be sure, the fan in this freezer seems to run about 20 hours a day. Everything else seems to work just fine. There is no leaking door gasket that I can find, and the interior is frost-free. Do you have any suggestions? Yes, alarmed when he shouldn't be. 
the fan will run quite a bit. This is a self-defrosting upright freezer, not a manual defrost, a self-defrosting manual or upright freezer. It defrosts itself every six or eight hours, and that fan keeps the air circulating inside the product. And it is not my freezer of choice, I might add. It consumes more energy by quite a bit over a manual defrost freezer. Manual defrost freezer means that every six months or so, you have to remove the food, put it in a box, put a blanket over it, and put a dryer, a hair dryer inside, or watch you don't burn the plastics, or open the door and put a fan blowing air from the area into the freezer to defrost it, then you've got to dry it. So it's a bit of a chore, but I call it an hour job, but it saves a lot of money. And the negative part about a self-defrost freezer is that the air movement in there affects the quality and the taste of the food. If you're interested in preserving your food, which should be turned over every six months, by the way, uh, so pack it, but use it. And, uh, the manual defrost freezer will save you quite a bit of money and also add, uh, food taste to the food instead of removing it. Air movement does remove taste from food, moves nutrients out of the food. And so things don't taste as good. If you're really interested in the, the fish and the deer products and so forth, but you uh, keep in there, uh, get yourself a manual upright freezer. And uh, that's the story on that, but that's normal. So don't be too concerned about the fan running. We love our listeners from southeastern Michigan and surrounding areas, but we love our listeners from around the country as well. And we've got a question from a listener in Fremont, Nebraska, Joe. And uh, this is Marianne S. And she says, Joe, when a flood, uh, when the flood of 2019 ruined my Maytag washer and dryer, I purchased a like new older Speed Queen washer and dryer at a historical society benefit. And even though they are used, they were well taken care of. And I'm so pleased that so far they work perfectly. I'm curious because the washer has no place on the agitator to hold fabric softener. However, there is a recessed place under the front corner of the lid. Is this where the softener goes? If so, at what time during the wash would it be added? Uh, I listen to your program every weekend morning, except when it is drowned out by local stations coming on the air, which, by the way, Marianne, that's less likely to happen now for the next few months because it'll be dark in the morning. That's when the signal travels to Nebraska best. So she listens to you regularly, but wonders about that agitator and softener question. Well, in years past, most washers had a dispenser for fabric softener. You'd put the liquid fabric softener into a container that was usually on top of the agitator, but some of them had them to the side in a little cup affair. And because this hasn't been used in many, many years, and it's a used washer, I suggest that the, the lady takes some plain white vinegar, heat it up, just warm it up a little, and put it in the container and let it sit overnight because they gum up. 
the dispenser mechanism gums up in there and won't allow the uh, fabric softener to go into the wash load after it's done its wash. So that's when the dispenser opens up on these older washers and lets water in after it's done the wash cycle to soften the, the clothes. That's what it's called, softener. And it softens the clothes. And then he, and again, we hear some negatives about fabric softener and these lint sheets or whatever you call them, fabric, fabric softener sheets. And uh, we hear some negatives about it. And there is negative about it. So uh, be careful when using it. Be careful with those dryer sheets. Uh, a year ago, we talked about the the balls that you can buy, the lint balls that you can buy, which is what my darling Valerie uses and is very pleased. But those fabric softener sheets coat the screens on your dryer, which should be cleaned every once in a while with a simple brush. You don't even need detergent. But, uh, yeah, clean the, clean the lint screen on your clothes dryer after. You, you'll find that your dryer will dry close 10, 15 minutes quicker. The energy you'll save is tremendous. And you'll get a better drying of your clothes with air moving through the lint screen the way it's supposed to. And thank you, Marianne from Nebraska, for your question. It's 6.15 on this Saturday morning, and the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is presented to you by Dalton Environmental Cleaning. Kurt Presley, Dalton Environmental Dryer Vent Cleaning and Air Duct Cleaning in your home has been with me for some 30 years on radio. I've never had a complaint. He must do it properly, and he does, according to the way it's described by the National Association of Air Duct Cleaners. He's good. He's the best there is. Dalton Environmental Air Duct Cleaning 877 Daltons. That number again, 877 325 8667. Behind every great radio show is a great control room, and no control room is better than when it's manned on audio by Daniel Mason and on phones by Brian Morton. I'm happy to be helping out as well. I am your humble show co host. I am Donald the Hammer Schuster. Phone number to call with your appliance repair question is 800-859-0WJR. When we come back, we're going to be talking to George from Toledo. We want to be talking to you. Give us a call at 800-859-0957. We're coming right back with the Home and Appliance Show with consumer advocate and appliance doctor Joe Gannon on the great voice of the Great Lakes, 760 WJR. We're here and we're here for one reason, to help you save money. Everybody's got appliances. Everybody's had to have a repair. Everybody's had to pay for a repair. Everybody'd like to avoid the next cost. Let us help you. Give us a call. Talk to the appliance doctor, Joe Gannon at 800-859-0WJR. That's 800-859-0957. Five seven. That's exactly the number. Our next loyal listener from Toledo called. He's got a dishwasher that won't drain. This is George. Good morning, George. Thanks for calling. And how may we help you? Yes, Joe. 
thank you. I am not a kid anymore. The wife and I are near 80, and we've had this house for about 48 years, and I won't tell you the brand name until I get permission, but we can't remember when we bought this dishwasher. The wife loaded it yesterday and it's docked with everything and uh, she hit on and it doesn't work and she doesn't know how to drain it. The drain is not working. Help, Joe. So the the machine's not making a sound? Not making a sound. I haven't played with it but I am all thumbs. The wife and I have been teachers, and when we get things done, we have to call someone to do it. Is there anything we can do? I haven't messed with it, but I just have to get up, and I oftentimes listen to your wonderful station. Thank you very much. Number one, we've got to make sure we have power to the dishwasher electricity okay so is there any lights or anything that comes on on the dishwasher any anything at all that that tells you there's 110 volts coming to this dishwasher <laughs> Joe, i am looking at it right now got all the lights on <sighs> no you know the power could be off. I gotta check the fuses downstairs, and that could be my problem. Yes. Now go downstairs to the circuit breaker. Yeah. Make make sure it hasn't tripped. You you do have a circuit breaker, not fuses, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course, we got we got circuit breaker. Okay. Well, make sure the circuit breaker is not tripped. If it's tripped, it tripped for a reason. So make sure it's on, and if and if it is, uh, this is a built-in dishwasher underneath the counter, right? Yes, yes. Okay, now there's a toe plate on the bottom of the dishwasher, and a little plate that comes off. There's a screw on each end, or one or two screws on each end. Take that toe plate off. Okay. I'm looking at my circuit breaker right now. Oh, good. Yeah, everything looks good. I don't see any lights on the inside. I have never seen lights on the inside. But, uh, Joe, I will go from there. And I don't want to take up any more of your time. Well, that's nice of you, but let me, uh, you're very worthwhile taking my time, I, I want to tell you, because there's other people listening, and they're learning from our conversation, you and I, this morning. That's the intent of the show. Even though we have people reluctant to call or nervous about being on the phone, and they shouldn't be, because I'm just as nervous as they are, uh, you've got to, you've got to go to that dishwasher, and see if you've got power at the junction block uh, box. There's a, a little junction box where the wiring comes to the dishwasher underneath. And sometimes the wire works its way loose. 
And that's the first place you'll start. But before you do that, remember one thing, George. Trip the circuit breaker. I don't okay. want you to, I don't want you touching a live wire. You'll ruin your dialing finger. But okay. trip the circuit breaker and check the box underneath there where the toe plate is. Just follow the wiring and let's start there. Then, as Donald will describe to you, you can reach me as many people do throughout each day. You can reach me on my own personal email, and I'll answer you in quick time. Okay, but, let me write that down, Joe, because all right. I'm not one of those that can do many things. I've been a booker, and uh, what, can, can you give me the, the number? Because I'll, I'll have to reply. All right. Get off here to give that number, or how do you do that, Joe? Well, Donald will give that to you right now, and Donald, you give him our meal, my email address, and we'll communicate some more, George. Okay. Right, so I George, thank you, hang, hang, George. Hang on the line so you can hear it before you hang up. Okay, buddy. Sure, so here's what it is for you, and for, for anyone else listening, here it is. It's the first four letters of appliance followed by the first four letters of doctor at gmail.com. So it's A-P-P-L-D-O-C-T at gmail.com. And George, I believe, said he was a teacher. He and his wife were teachers, as my Valerie was, a teacher, school principal for 32 years. So I'm sure George has got that email, Donald, and a nice job you've just done for George. Thanks, Don. All right. Thank you to both of you. It's 630 now, and the next segment of the Home and Appliance Show is brought to you by Farmington Drugs and Medical Supplies. Yes, and we are going to do an interview. Is that tomorrow, Donald? That is tomorrow with Nate Bassey, pharmacist in charge of Farmington Drugs and Medical Supplies. And I was there the other day and set up this interview. And I'll tell you something. People there know who the appliance doctor is because they're getting all sorts of new customers. The best prices in town on drugs and free delivery all the way to Grand Rapids. They are the drugstore that employs some 25 people behind the counter. Can you believe that? That's Farmington Drugs and Medical Supplies. At the corner of 8 Mile and Farmington Roads in Livonia, their phone number, 248-478-3922. That's 248-478-3922. The doctor is in the house. I mean, the appliance doctor, Joe Gannon, ready to answer your appliance repair questions. Just give us a call at 800 8 Five nine zero WJR. That's eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven. I'm happy to be helping out as the co-host of the show. I'm Donald the Hammer Schuster. We're just moments away from the next segment of the longest-running appliance repair radio show in America, going right through the WJR control room in the new center area of mid. Down Detroit in the Golden Tower of the Fisher Buildings. We are the great voice of the Great Lakes. We are where Detroit comes to talk. We are 760 WJR. <laughs> 